Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. It is March 29th. And we are on Wednesday. It's hump day. And if you're like me, Wednesday starts to become like see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of day. For those on YouTube, this is specifically for you guys. My hair is up. I'm not going to be playing with my hair today. Got some comments yesterday on my YouTube video about playing with my hair. Listen, I'm number one. I'm going to explain a couple things about me. Number one, I'm human. That's number one. Number two, I am like a ball of energy. And that's just who I am. I'm a little fidgety in person. I'm like the person that never stops moving. So if I'm sitting here and recording a podcast, and by the way, like someone commented, it looks like you're looking in the mirror. Well, I am. Okay. I'm looking at my monitor, which has me looking at me. My hair was down. I was feeling flirty. I was feeling fun. I was playing with my hair. Big whoop. My husband actually did come back to me, um, sent me a text and said, don't listen to those people that are mad at you for playing with your hair. I think you're doing a great job. You're not playing with your hair. And he's a camera operator. He works on Love is Blind. He works on Perfect Match. He works on Bachelor in Paradise. So he does all those uh, interviews. I'm going to take his word for it. Um, But I did just for fun and, you know, shits and giggles. I did put my hair up today. Um, although with my black long sleeve shirt and I'm wearing, if you're on YouTube, you can see this black leggings. So I'm in black on black with black boots. It's a rainy day. Listen, you know, that 99% of my, um, podcast is weather report here in Los Angeles. This has just become a thing and, uh, we're back on rain. Now I'm going out of town this weekend. I'm going to Palm Springs. I'm going to La Quinta. We are going with a bunch of friends. Um, we're going just for a couple nights. Thanks, Heather. Heather says I look gorgeous. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. I just, I, it's a rainy day through my hair up and you know, who knows, but, uh, but anyway, so we're going down to Palm Springs. We're going to have a fun day. I'm getting a spray tan laid tomorrow getting a spray tan tomorrow. Hey, Molly. And I am getting, um, this may be TMI, but I'm getting like the body wax today. Like I'm doing all the things, but it's so rainy and yucky and it makes me not feel like it's spring break at all. So I'm ready for some spring break. Okay. So today we're going to talk love is blind and I'm going to give you a heads up before I get into love is blind. You can listen for a while because I'm going to talk about a couple other stories. I'm going to talk about some just a little bit of Gwyneth updates and a little bit of Scandaval. I'm not going to go deep, okay? I'm not going to go hard. That's what he said, right? We're not going to do that today. What we're going to do today is we're just going to go little bits and then I'm going to talk about Love is Blind with some spoilers. So I'm giving you the heads up, but I will put in the show notes below what time I start talking about Love is Blind. So if you're not into Love is Blind recap, you, you'll you want to, um, you know, like if you haven't watched it, you'll want to tune, like tune out. But also at the same time, this is such an amazing show 
you have to watch it and then come back and watch it later or listen to this later. Deep and Hard Donna is my favorite Donna, says Molly Dare. Oh my gosh, Molly Dare gets it. I used to, I met Molly um, over on an app called Clubhouse, which was an audio app. And that's just like who I am. I am the person who makes the inappropriate jokes. So <laughs> it's just what you get when you follow me here. Okay. We're going to talk for two seconds about Gwyneth Paltrow. If you have been watching her court case, I know a lot of people in the comments, especially on YouTube, are saying that they're watching it. They want me to break it down. I'm going to be 100% honest. I have not done the deep and hard research. I have not, you know, sat like this with court TV. I've seen the clips. I have watched on TikTok. I see the updates, you know, on Daily Mail. Um, do I think it's an egregious case? Yes. I think this case, it's apparently just to recap it in, in two sentences, Gwyneth Paltrow in 2016, so we're talking seven years ago, was uh, skiing and was apparently collided with this man. I want to say his name is Thomas. And he is a... Uh, a doctor and he struggled with, um, you know, this brain injury, traumatic brain injury. And supposedly his whole life has just been tossed and turned since. So he is suing her for a, a large amount of money and she's suing back for $1, which is that Taylor Swift mode of suing back for $1. Now she says she got skied into. He says, I got skied into. It's whoever's in the back of the of the pack is who is in you know at fault. It's like a rear end. So there's no what. Here's what I want to know. Okay, this is Vale or Aspen or one of these fancy places. Why is there not some sort of camera? This is what I think would would solve the case. All right, you ready? Why is there not a camera? And I'm sure there is of who's getting on the ski lift because if she's getting on the ski lift first and he's getting on second, it would make sense that he would crash into her. Now, it's not a foolproof of science because there are people that stop, they fall, but it would just give us a little bit of a frame of reference. You know, you scan when you go up a ski lift. At least I did when I just went to Mammoth. You scan, like they should have some sort of idea. At 1045, Donna, Donna went up chair 22. So I'm, I'm a little confused about that. Has that been proven wrong? Now, I'm going to talk for a second about Gwyneth and a story that I saw on TikTok this morning, which just is more of an indicator on kind of who she is. I always think when you see someone on a podcast, when you see someone on a TikTok or in a video or in an interview, you get a version of them. And yes, Gwyneth went viral last week or two weeks ago because of her bone broth meals and her, you know, detoxing and, and intermittent fasting and IVs. That was a recorded podcast, even though she said, this was just a podcast, a private podcast, private conversation with my doctor. Yeah, but you were on a podcast, so I don't know about that. But she, on that, you know, she got a lot of flack. And here's the thing. There's a lot of, Gwyneth is as polarizing as you can get, right? Like there's people that love Gwyneth and tell me if you're watching live on TikTok, are you a Gwyneth fan or Stan or are you not? So there's people that have, I think, both sides of the coin. But this account was from someone on TikTok who is a waitress or was a waitress, don't know, um, at a very, very upscale, fancy New York restaurant. And she is giving kind of celebrity tea, like what her experience was. So for example, she said Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos were fantastic. She said um, J-Lo was wonderful. A-Rod is an ass. Um, she said Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker, also great. Like she had mostly positive. But her story about Gwyneth, yeah, Heather says, nope, not a fan. Her story about Gwyneth, guys, 
she said she is the worst, the number one worst, like a-hole celebrity. Because in this one meal, I don't know if there's a couple different stories. I don't care for G is another comment. Me either. Um, but there's there was this one, it was Gwyneth and a guy. And um, I don't know if multiple people were at the table, but she was pregnant. So she was married to Chris Martin, pregnant with Apple or Orange. I forget her son's name. And she is... Her, the guy that she's with is drinking Diet Cokes and they're refilling Diet Cokes just incessantly because that's how it works at these restaurants, I guess. You drink a Diet Coke, they come and they refill you. A lot of people like it. So she berates the waitress. Like the waitress actually said she got berated by Gwyneth. How could you continue to give soda? Stop giving soda. Soda is so bad for you and goes on a tangent about how soda is so bad for you. As she takes sake, pours sake into her sake cup, and starts to drink sake. She's pregnant. So just so you know, these wellness gurus may may not be that uh, all that well. Okay, all too well, like uh, like uh, our our favorite T Swift says. So I just thought it was interesting. Supposedly she said she's a big tipper in life. She tipped fifteen percent, which is as you know, it's a minimal tip. Gwyneth Paltrow, man. Okay, let's get into two minutes of Scandaval and some updates because I don't want to overkill you guys, but tonight, today's VPR day and we got to get into it, right? Like, I'm excited. If you're like me, you're excited. We're all excited for VPR day. I watch it live at 9 p.m. It's the only show I watch live. Okay, so Lala Kent was both on Two of, she was on, she recorded a podcast yesterday that got released today. Give them Lala. It's her podcast where she talks about the reunion. And she was on Jeff Lewis live yesterday morning. Both shows I listened to. To be honest, I'm not a Give Them Lala subscriber, but I do listen to the episodes that talk about Scandaval. It's interesting to me. And Lala's polarizing, right? I told you on the last week's episode, she didn't look good. She is not looking good. And she straight up says, if not for what we know, she, like this is from Lala's mouth. If not for what we know about Raquel now, she would come out the flying star of the season. So my guess is it gets worse for Lala. My guess is Lala and Katie even look worse throughout the season. But, you know, it's Lala's like, it's kind of like lucky for her that Raquel ended up, to, Raquel Rachel ended up becoming so bad because it makes her look vindicated. So apparently, there was something that had happened at some point off camera, at some point during the last few months, where someone walked in, I don't know who, on Tom Sandoval and Raquel Rachel under the covers. They were awake, but under the covers. Oh, we're just friends. We're just fooling around having fun. Nothing sexual. Okay, I'm sorry, what? That is a red flag. Now, I'm also going to say a private source of mine who I will not disclose because I don't feel um, right about it. This is a personal friend is in that crew in the, you know, what used to be the Raquel Rachel crew, Sheena Shea, all of that crew, right? She's no longer in the Raquel Rachel crew. None of them are, but she's still, you know, she's in that Sheena Shea, Jamie Lynn, that's Sheena's best friend, et cetera, crew. She said that everyone started to really get a, like, um, what's it called? Like red flag or like, I don't know, open up to the possibility of Raquel Rachel and Tom in January. 
So stuff was a brewing. Maybe that's when they got caught under the covers. Stuff was a brewing. And Lala had even talked about it with Sheena and Katie Sandoval. Because here's the thing. When there's an affair, especially between friends and especially, you know, whatever, it's it's going to be very hard for people not to kind of get us. Oh, I just thought of the word spidey sense. There's going to be a spidey sense situation. People are going to start to question things. Just saying. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, yeah. Lala said that she blacked out during the reunion in the sense that she went to an insane place of rage. She she said, I'm not personally affected by this, but I am so kind of like sideways affected by it. It's so triggering. It really changed like the entire season for me. I felt like I was being projected on all these feelings by someone that was actually experiencing it, whatever. So my, I know that Jax yesterday had said something like he thinks it's Tom Schwartz against Tom Sandoval. I think it's Lala and James. Although Lala did say, I'm not getting physical. I didn't get physical. I won't get physical. She's like, I don't need a case after me. I don't need to like uh, catch a case, which means like get sued. Um, So we'll see what happens. She said it's the most insane, mind-blowing hour or reunion that she's ever been part of. And she also said that they offered the next day, they sent an email to the cast saying, if you need therapy, you know, if you need to speak to someone, here are the people. Because it it was so devastating for everyone involved. Pretty crazy. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Love is Blind. Oh, you guys, love is blind. Man, oh man. Let me just tell you, I watched season one during COVID. That that shit was so good. You remember Barnett? Um, Barnett and Amber? I think they're still together. I think they're like happily together. Um, and then I watched season two, which was um now I can't remember. Oh, season two was kind of forgettable in my eyes. I'm sure there were some people, but I can't think of them. Season three was beyond because that was the Zay and Cole, right? Where he like supposedly, you know, according to her, fat shamed her. Um, I have some thoughts about it. Not going to get into it. It's not about Love is Blind, but we're going to talk about season four, which is this one that five episodes have been released. Okay. So there's five episodes that are out right now on Netflix. You can watch them. You can binge them, which I did over the last couple of days. And then the next episodes come out on Friday. So up to where we are right now, we have watched. Um, yes, I've watched every season of Love is Blind, but this is the best. The Mean Girls are crazy. Okay. I'm with you. I am so invested. Like usually Love is Blind is a show that's kind of like on in the background. Um, not that interested. That's kind of how I felt about last season, to be honest. This season, I am like this. Like, I'm watching it like Vanderpump Rules. I'm watching it like I can't get enough of it. It's so good. Okay, so so basically the most important difference I noticed about this season versus last season is we get to know more of the cast and we get to see a little bit more of who they are outside of the pods. And the reason for this, and I believe the reason, and when I say outside of the pods, I mean back in their like living quarters, which is still in a studio. The reason for this, what I believe, is that they really went hard on casting this season. Instead of just casting like the sweet people that want to find love, I truly believe they they sought out villain-like behavior and especially from the girls. I don't think that they are, um, you know, pun intended, blind, the casting producers to see that, yeah, I mean, this is good TV. Sorry, drama is good TV. We like the drama. Hello, look at Vanderpump numbers. Like if everything was just going sweet and fine, it would be boring. 
We like the drama. And usually Love is Blind, you don't see a lot of drama behavior during the season. You'll see it like at the end or at the reunion or later or like, you know, at the wedding when someone just like leaves someone at the altar. But you won't see it during the beginning pod moments, right? So in this season, there's two situations that are happening. And like I said, there's going to be spoilers here, so just FYI. There's two girls who are the mean girls in the women's quarters, and that is Micah, she's blonde, and Irina, who's brunette, in case you're kind of like trying to picture them. Micah and Irina quickly become very fast friends from what we've seen and start to really almost like conspire with each other to find a way to win the guy. And I truly believe both Micah and Arena just wanted to kind of win this Mexico trip or just get more episodes on the show, especially with Arena. So Arena is, it's funny because like, this is not a show about looks. I mean, I'm not talking about looks like this is not about it, but she just has a sour face. It's not about the fact that she's pretty or not. She's just a sour face. So, you know, like people have RBF, right? Like resting bitch face. It's like, "Mm." she always looks like she's smelling something bad. Mm. Um, So Irina and, and this other girl, Bliss, who could not be more opposite than Arena, sweet as can be, making cupcakes for her for the man that she's kind of dating on his birthday. Seems like just a kind, loving soul. Arena and Bliss both are into this guy, Zach. Now, Zach is like a weird dude, not going to lie. Like his first introduction to them was trying to throw them under, like throw them off, like I'm a stripper or um, I live under a, a bridge, you know, whatever. Turns out he's a criminal defense attorney. He had a really, really kind of sad sob story about his mom who struggled when he was a kid and had to make money by being a stripper and and she died. And so it's actually kind of emotional. I really actually get to like him through the pods. But this, so Arena and Bliss are neck and neck with Zach. He loves them both. He doesn't know who to choose. And you can tell that Bliss is actually like real sad about it. Like she's like, I want to be with you. Like I really love you. I care about you. I want to see you happy. All these things. And Arena's like, can we talk about like why you like Bliss? Like why do you like her? Now Bliss, and here is something that I think everyone listening should pay attention to. Do you want to be married to or date the villain in life? We've all been there. We've all dated the bad guy. We've all dated the bad girl, right? But is that the person you want to end up with? Now, how would Zach know that Irina was cast as the villain? Because Bliss, sweet as pie Bliss, straight up told Zach, I don't like her. And whenever you see this on The Bachelorette, I mean, it's The Bachelor, whenever you see that girls don't like one girl, they always say, she's just jealous. No. It's because you're a bad person. <laughs> so Bliss was feeling that Arena was not a good person. It was clear that, you know, she was aware of it. She was seeing what was going on. Here's an example. Arena's making cupcakes for Zach on his birthday. I mean, sorry, Bliss is making cupcakes for Arena. And uh, um, hello, Donna, can I speak? Bliss is making cupcakes for Zach on his birthday. Arena forgets it's his, it's his birthday at all, doesn't do anything, okay? And remember, on the show, you can like really prep and do these amazing things for each other for, you know, date nights. Clearly, they have sushi, they have wine, they have like games, they're doing things. 
She does not do a thing. She has the balls. This little arena, this sour face mm, arena, she has the balls to go over to Bliss and say, would it be weird if I just like borrowed a candle? Could I borrow a candle? And Bliss is like, well, did you think of it yesterday? Because I guess you have to ask the day before for the next day. And Bliss is like, that puts me in a really uncomfortable position that you would ask me. No, B, do not ask the girl who's also dating your man for one of her things to make you look better for your... What is she thinking? Here's another example of a mean girl behavior. Micah, who's also on the show throughout and is one of the final couples, is dating this guy, Zach. And Zach is, he looks like a Q-tip with, like, he looks like... mm, like a fuzzy eraser. I don't know how to, I'm trying to think of like what the tool is that he looks like, but he looks like something that has like a nice guy, by the way, like nothing negative, but like, hold on. I'm going to show you exactly what Zach looks like. It's right here. (laughs) I'm going to lift my desk because you guys need to see this. (laughs) This is what Zach This is what Zach looks like. Maybe like more like this. <laughs> so out of control. It looks insane. I hope that's not too fidgety for you YouTubers. Um, it, he looks insane. His hair is like ridiculous. But he's a scientist and he's so sweet. He's so darn sweet. So it's between him. He's between Amber and Micah. And Amber is like a sweet girl, clearly really invested, really likes him. And Micah is... The mean girl, but gorgeous, but very like she's got a cute voice. And like guys are into her. It's very clear guys like her. Um, And he ends up choosing Micah. And he's devastated over breaking up with Amber. Like he can't function. He's so sad. And Micah is laughing when she sees that Amber's heart is broken. Because then she's like, yes, I won. Like, and I kind of get it because the truth is you do want the guy at the end, but do you want the guy because you want to win or do you want the guy because you like the guy? And maybe they were feeling a little bit of both, but usually we like to win as human beings, right? I've just never seen it so blatant where the girl comes back to the room and she's like crying and the girl's like, yes. It's kind of actually very bachelor-like. Like you see that when they go on um, an individual date, when everyone's living in the same house and they go on an individual date and one of them comes out and, or when the guy comes and just takes the suitcase, you know what I'm talking about? And when they take the suitcase, the whole crew is like, oh, he's gone. He went home, which means she didn't give him a rose. And like, come on. Most of the guys or the girls in that situation are like, yes, one down. It's, it is a game. I mean, it is a game show at the end, right? Okay. So I'm going to go quickly from Micah to Kwame. And Kwame should get an entire episode because of what a, a D-bag he is. Okay, Kwame is a former soccer player who got injured or something and just no longer does that. I have no idea what he does for a living. Kwame is very charming. Not going to lie. Very charming, cute, um, personality, everything. And girls like him, right? And two girls like him, specifically Micah, who we just said ends up with Zach, with with Zach, and Chelsea, okay? And Chelsea is also beautiful, like slim, takes care of herself. She's not exactly my cup of tea. Like, I don't think I'd be friends with Chelsea. 
I'm just going to be honest. I think she takes herself really seriously. I think she's probably like highly into meditation and manifestation. I think she's definitely got crystals. I don't know if she's exactly my type, but she seems like a really stand-up good girl, like nice girl. You know, she's on it, but she's um, she talks about sex. She's very like in tune with her body. She's one of those. And Kwame really threw me off by saying the first season, the first episode, he's like, I thought I should, you know, say my name was Alex. I almost said my name was Alex in here, but I decided to go with Kwame because Kwame, he thought the word Kwame would bring up like a bunch of different, you know, opinions of him. I think it's an interesting, like if your name's Kwame, your name's Kwame. Like, why are we messing with this? Right? It's like, if my name is Donna, spell Dana, which it is, I'm not going to go in there and say my name's Dana. It's Donna. Like, let's just like, you know, be honest about who we are and not try to like play these games and try to be a certain person. Okay. This is the dangerous thing about Kwame. He fell, he falls hard for Micah. Hard. Micah's the other one. Remember the mean girl. Hard. And he decides, like, I want to be with you. You're the one, and I want to be with you, and I could marry you right now. Like, I want to call this whole thing off. I want to propose to you right away. And I'm assuming this is, like, you know, halfway through the days of dating. I think they get 10 days of dating or seven days of dating, but ish, until you're, like, sure that you want to be the one. He wanted to call it off and be done, and she says no because she says she's still exploring her connection with Zach, with curly-haired Zach breaks Kwame's heart. Okay. Now he takes it in a way, his reaction to it is like, okay, mm -hmm, good, good. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a good one and good luck with that. And bye. Right. Which was so weird because show a little vulnerability. Be sad. It's okay. Like bliss was sad when she got broken up with. Okay. Good. Bye. He leaves. Okay. He walks out. Meanwhile, he's devastated over this, especially because he knows that Zach is going to be, end up getting with getting with Micah. Now, Kwame is in a little bit of a pickle here because he had a relationship also with um, Chelsea. And I believe this is the moment where Kwame said, do I want to go home or do I want to go to Mexico? And I think I'm going to go to Mexico. So let me just, quote unquote, explore this relationship with Chelsea. And wouldn't you know, falls more and more for Chelsea every day. And I can believe this. Like I can believe that, you know, I have red hair. I don't. I don't believe it. But he says that he falls more and more for Chelsea and the connection. And then he's coming back to the house with the guys and he's telling the guys in the house, oh my God, my relationship with Chelsea is just so much stronger every day. And like, wow, I think she's the one. Mm -mm. I see right through it. See right through you, Kwame. So he ends up proposing to Chelsea, fall in love, whatever. Okay. Then there's another couple, Tiffany and Brett. Love them so much. They're so happy. They're so perfect together. They're very boring TV, which is why they're probably not going to get as much screen time because it's just kind of boring. But these couples, oh, and there's another one, Jackie and Marshall, who I saw a couple things in Jackie that I'm going to question her behavior. But in general, I like her and Marshall. Marshall is is like the good version of Will Smith. Like when he's like charming and sweet and not slapping Chris Rock, but he's just like a good guy and he loves her and he like is taking care of her. So, okay. So we see the Marshall and Jackie, they're good. Tiffany and Brett, they're good. The big ones. Oh, and Arena and Zach, the mm, Zach Arena goes to Mexico with Zach and Zach, I'm sorry, goes to Mexico with 
Wait, have I been saying his name the entire time wrong? Who's Micah's boyfriend? <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I called Zach the entire time I've called him. Um, uh, who's the curly haired dude? What's his name? Love is Blind season forecast. The one with the curly hair on top is Paul and Marie. How did I mess that up? Oh my gosh. Okay. For those of you that are listening, I apologize, but hope you kind of can follow. So we have Micah and Paul. We have Irina and Zach. Oh, you should have told me, Emery. We have Kwame and Micah. I'm sorry. Start over. We have Brett and Tiffany. The lovers, they're wonderful. They're going to get married. I think they're going to be happy forever. We have Jackie and Marshall. Also sweet, happy. She's showing us a little bit of weird things, but he seems like he really loves her. They're good. Then we have Arena and Zach. Zach is not the curly-haired one, although he kind of is. Zach is um, this criminal defense attorney that, you know, was joking about being the stripper. And he says, um, and he says, so when he meets Arena, this is a moment that you can never forget, okay? He meets Arena at the, you know, the reveal. And during these reveals, there are moments where, you know, people are just like, I love you. Like we saw that with Tiffany and Brett. We saw that with a lot of them. But Arena and Zach, when I tell you, I have never seen a more uncomfortable reunion of two people in my life. She looks at him with the mm, face, right? They hug in a way that like I hug, you know, like if I hugged my male man, right? Like real awkward. Then instead of just like looking at each other and taking each other in and kissing, which all of them did, she goes, let's just sit down. Okay. They sit down on a bench and she looks at him and she's like, why are you looking at me like that? And he's like, what do you mean? She goes, blink. Why are you being so creepy? This is in the first five minutes of them meeting. Why are you being so creepy? Blink. Then at the end, he's like, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm looking at you. Poor guy. He is a little bit odd, but the way she made him feel probably in that moment. And then he goes to her ear and he says, um, he says, can I give you a kiss? Which is so weird and so uncomfortable. And this is a moment that I had my kids watching with me and we were dying. And she goes, no, I'm not ready for that yet. Just a hug. Bad sign. Well, guess what? They go to Mexico. They don't ever kiss. They hardly even touch. In fact, he gives her what she says is the ick. He gives her the ick. That's a bad sign. Okay. They never cuddle. They never touch. Their dinners are awkward. They have no interest, but she's flirting like crazy with Paul, who is her best friend's guy. And we're going to have to see how that goes down in the next few episodes. They end up breaking up at the end of the season. I mean, at the end of the episode, this last episode, they lay in bed and he's like, I don't think this is working. And she's like, yeah, I, I'm clear. And he's like, yeah, I would have left you after day two. And she's like, I would have left you the moment I met you. And he's like, I would have, I mean, it was crazy. It was the weirdest thing. Hey, Jennifer, it was the weirdest like breakup ever. And they're sitting there and they're like, t- they're like one upping each other about how much they hate each other. It was all, it was very odd. They end up breaking up. I have no idea what's going to happen. Obviously, we're not going to go home with them um, or see anything. So really what it comes down to in the final story I'll share is the Kwame 
and Micah's story. So Kwame is still in love with Micah and um, a blind person sees it. Anyone can see this. Kwame is in love with Micah. And when he goes to, um, I am to Amory, she says, I'm happy he stood up for himself. We're talking about Zach. Yes. Um, <laughs> I got a comment on TikTok. Damn you for making me watch Vanderpump. <laughs> it's just my job. Okay. So he, um, where was I? Oh yeah. Kwame and Micah. So Kwame, I believe ends up taking Chelsea proposing and going to Mexico for one reason and one reason only. And that's to meet Micah. Like I swear to God, this is what's happening. He decided I'm not getting Micah. She's getting, she just got proposed to, she got engaged. I have a choice. I can either say I have no connection with Chelsea or I have a strong connection with Chelsea. Let me lie to her and tell her I'm in love with her, propose to her, get to Mexico and get Micah back convinced because they're in Mexico, Chelsea and Kwame, who by all intents and purposes seem very into each other if we didn't know this about Kwame, right? We know this about Kwame, but but Chelsea wants to, you know, put Kwame in her pocket. She's so obsessed with him physically, mentally. She's, I've never seen a woman so happy, right? She's like, he's everything. And you can tell she's like, I love you. Like, I am obsessed with you. And he's like, <laughs> it's awkward. I mean, he says it back, but body language speaks. And so like, he'll be sitting there and she's got her legs like wrapped up over his legs and she's like touching him. And she's like, oh, and he's like, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says to her, I just want to let you know that when we do see all the other couples here in Mexico, I am going to talk to Micah. I need to talk to Micah. And Chelsea, bless her heart, is like, cool, no problem. I don't think Chelsea knows the extent of his feelings towards Micah at all, because why would he have told her? So she's like, okay, that's fine. She seems like a pretty cool chick. I would not be, I would be uncomfortable. So sure enough, they go to this pool party. Everyone's drinking tons of shots. And you can tell the body language when he sees Micah. He can't handle it. He's so uncomfortable. We've all been there. When you have a crush on someone, they walk in the bar, right? That's the feeling. They end up having this conversation. It's very casual. It's very huggy. It's very sweet. And it's very connected. You can tell. Later on, they're doing shots. Now, can you only imagine how drunk they are? Because in every scene, they're taking a shot, right? So they're all hammered. They're at the pool. And she makes kind of like a crude joke to him. She's like, to a failed proposal. And he gets his feelings like really hurt, right? He gets his feelings really hurt. Yes, hair in motion, Texas. Oh my God, his laugh is so condescending. It's awful, right? <laughs> I, I can't. So he gets his feelings really hurt because she says to a failed proposal. You know who gets their feelings hurt? People that have feelings for other people. He is in love with her and he's devastated that she's made this joke. So he walks away. He's all dramatic. Okay. Meanwhile, his fiance, who he just banged 30 times is 10 feet away. Right. And so he, he's all upset and he get, goes to her and she's like, come here, Kwame. And she's in the pool. He gets next to her in the pool. They're sitting on head to head this close. Okay. Head to head this close. And he's telling her about his feelings. And she's all of a sudden kind of buzzed too. And she's like, I still am here. Like we're, we're still here. Basically they're saying in so many words, but not saying I love you. And I want you to leave your girl to choose me. And I want, I'll leave my guy to choose you. That's what's happening. There's touching of the hands guys. They are touching each other's hands in the pool or like on the outside of the pool laughing. 
I have not seen him so emotionally or physically invested in Chelsea as he was in that conversation and vice versa, right? And meanwhile, Chelsea's over there eating her kebab. She's two feet away eating her kebab and she's like, what the fuck? And the girls around her are like, I would not be cool with that. No, no, no. Right? Vicky and uh, Tiffany are like, that is not okay. And Chelsea's like, yeah, F this. But she doesn't get up and go to him. She walks away to the beach. She's walking on the beach. Next thing you know, they're having a conversation late at night. Probably a lot of alcohol was drunk, drank that day. So I'm sure it was like a sober conversation. And he apologizes. And he's like, you're right. I'm so sorry. And you know, by the next scene, it looked like things were back on track. I'm going to tell you this right now. Something is afoot. Okay. Kwame is not over Micah. We know this. It's obvious. I have not seen a spoiler, but we know this. Okay. That's pretty much where we left off. We have Tiffany and Brett, very, very happy. Vicky and Marshall seem very, very happy. Still I mean, Jackie and Marshall, very on the fence still if that's going to work. We have Arena and Zach who are broken up. We have Micah and Paul. And then we have Kwame and Chelsea. So four couples going home to live life back in Seattle to see where it goes. Now, I'm not going to be able to watch these episodes on Friday because I'm going down to Palm Springs. And I'm going to be too busy living my own Love is Blind season with my husband. But I will be coming back next week for a recap on the final. So you guys, happy Vanderpump Rules Day. Thank you so much for sticking around for 37 minutes of this episode. I can't get over how long I went. And really the the mistake I made between Zach and Paul will forever just like hurt me in the heart. But if you are watching this on YouTube, please give me a, a, you know, a like, subscribe, go over to the podcast app. You guys are the best. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Got a lot of nice comments over on TikTok. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, this is so much fun for me to do. Daily Dose of Donna. Um, it's, it's the thing I never thought was going to happen and it has completely changed my life. So I appreciate you guys. See you on the next one.